Hey everybody, <clears throat> it's Eric here. I'm eating my protein bar for lunch. Chip is putting on his priestly undergarments and he'll be right here as soon as they're on. His, I believe that they're woven from fine linen, but I do encourage you to ask him if you'd like. Hey Eric. Hey Chip. Well, how's the protein bar? It's going great. How are the undergarments? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> wow. I mean, we're close, but not that close. Yeah. Well, hello everybody. Here I am. Hi everyone. I'm still here, and I'm still eating my protein. Here we are. And I gotta figure out where we're. Oh, it's not hard. We're on page one fifty nine. Okay, we're gonna read to page what? We're reading to page one sixty two. Ending with Sinai. Sinai. <laughs> oh, Sinai. Yeah. Okay, good. Eric, we have to do a shout out. Shout out. To a new listener I met last night. Really? Yeah. I want to say hello to Pam Rivera. Pam Rivera. Yeah. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Wow. Incredible. She loves the show. Really? Yeah. Where'd you meet her? I'm so proud of her. Uh, here in town. At, oh, uh, dog fight? Dog fight. Were you at like a dog fighting ring? Oh, I'm no. I'm just trying to guess. Yeah. A back alley no. dog fighting? No, no, Pam wouldn't do that. Never mind. Pam wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. Very proud of you, Pam. Good job. Way to read uh, through the Bible this year. And uh, I don't think she's ever done that before. So she's pretty excited about it. Pretty cool. Well, so, yeah. Pam, you are Way in good go. company. A whole community of people here to support you. Yeah. Online and in person, SDA, you can come to the Spiritual Depth Academy, mm -hmm. 1130 on February the 26th. Yeah. Well, hey, good job. Good job, Pam. We do, we do shout outs here now. I love that. Yeah, we started that this year. And you know what's cool? So far this year, we've not shouted anyone out that I've met. Besides, I think maybe my dad on his birthday. I've met him. Oh, okay. But besides Right, that. yeah, you met him a few times. <clears throat> All right, well, let's get into the book of Leviticus. The people are waiting. Yes, they cannot my wait. My protein bar is gone. Chip's oh. undergarments are just, just fine where they are. They are. And uh, we're going to get going. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the burnt offering. The burnt offering must be left on top of the altar until the next morning, and the fire in the altar must be kept burning all night. In the morning, after the priest on duty has put on his official linen clothing and linen undergarments, okay. he must clean out the ashes of the burnt offering and oh. put them beside the altar. Then he must take off these garments, change oh. back into his regular clothes, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a place that is ceremonially clean. Mm. Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Oh, cleaning ashes with the fire going. Each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. Hmm. These are the instructions regarding the grain offering. I always get the grain offerings. I always get the animal offerings. So. Yeah. Okay. Aaron's sons must present this offering to the Lord in front of the altar. Priest on duty will take from the grain offering a handful of the choice flour moistened with olive oil mm. together with all the frankincense. Ooh. Well, that's a that's a combo. Oh, man. He will burn this representative portion on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Aaron and his sons eat the rest of the flour, but it must be baked without yeast. I don't know why. <laughs> why is that funny? I, I have no idea. Certain things. i got to focus. Yeah. Because if I start laughing, I can't stop. I know you can't. I'm aware. Bake without yeast. That's not funny. Where am I at? 
Okay, and eaten in a sacred place with the courtyard of the tabernacle. Remember, it must never be prepared with yeast. I have given it to the priests as their share of the special gift presented to me. Like the sin offering and the guilt offering, it must be holy. Any of Aaron's male descendants may eat from the special gifts presented to the Lord. This is the permanent right from generation to generation. Anyone or anything that touches these offerings will become holy. Oh, then the Lord said to Moses, On the day Aaron and his sons are anointed, they must present to the Lord the standard grain offerings of two quarts of choice flour, half to be offered in the morning and half to be offered in the evening. It must be carefully mixed with olive oil and cooked on a griddle. Pancakes! Wow. Wow. Then slice this grain offering and present it as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Mm -hmm. In each generation, the high priest who succeeds Aaron must prepare the same offering. It belongs to the Lord. It must be burned up completely. This is a permanent law. All such grain offerings of a priest must be burned up entirely. None of it may be eaten. Yeah. God likes pancakes. That's what I'm getting. Then the Lord said to Moses... Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the sin offering. The animal given as an offering for sin is most holy offering. It must be slaughtered in the Lord's presence at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered. The priest who offers the sacrifice as a sin offering must eat this portion, por portion in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle. Anyone or anything that touches a sacrificial meat will become holy. If anyone in the sacrificial blood spatters on a person's clothing, the soiled garment must be washed in a sacred place. If a clay pot is used to boil the sacrificial meat, it must then be broken. If a bronze pot is used, it must be scoured and thoroughly rinsed with water. Any male from a priest's family may eat from this offering. It's most holy. But the offering for sin may not be eaten if its blood was brought into the <coughs> tabernacle as an offering for purification in the holy place. It must be completely burned with fire. These are the instructions for the guilt offering. It is most holy. The animal sacrificed as a guilt offering must be slaughtered at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered, and its blood must be spattered against all sides of the altar. Mm -hmm. The priest will then offer all its fat on the altar, including the fat of the broad tail, the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver. Yeah. These are to be removed with the kidneys, and the priest will burn them on the altar as a special gift presented to the Lord. This is the guilt offering. Any male from a priest's family may eat the meat. It must be eaten in a sacred place, for it is most holy. The same instructions apply to both guilt offering and the sin offering. Both belong to the priest who uses them to purify someone, making that person right with the Lord. In the case of the burnt offering, the priest may keep the hide of the sacrificed animal. Any grain offering that has been baked in an oven, prepared in a pan, or cooked on a griddle belongs to the priest who presents it. All other grain offerings, whether made of dry flour or flour moistened with olive oil, are to be shared equally among all the priests, the descendants of Aaron. These are the instructions regarding the different kinds of peace offerings that may be presented to the Lord. If you present your peace offering as an expression of thanksgiving, the usual animal sacrifice must be accompanied by various kinds of bread made without yeast, thin cakes mixed with olive oil, wafers spread with oil, and cakes made of choice flour mixed with olive oil. Cake. This peace offering of thanksgiving must also be accompanied by loaves of bread made with yeast. Ooh, made with yeast. One of each kind of bread must be presented as a gift to the Lord. It will then belong to the priest who splatters the blood of the peace offering on the altar. The meat of the peace offering of thanksgiving must be eaten on the same day as offered. None of it may be saved for the next morning. If you bring an offer to fulfill a vow or, or as a voluntary offering, the meat must be eaten on the same day as the sacrifice is offered, but whatever is left may be eaten on the second day. Any meat left over until the third day must be completely burned up. Mm. If any of the meat from the peace offering is eaten on the third day, the person who presented it will not be accepted by the Lord. You will receive no credit for offering it. By then, the meat will be contaminated. If you eat it, you will be punished for your sin. Yeah, with 
food poisoning. Mm-hmm. Meat that touches anything ceremonially, ceremonially unclean may not be eaten. It must be completely burned up. The rest of the meat may be eaten, but only by people who are ceremonially clean. Mm. If you are ceremonially unclean and you eat meat from a peace offering that was presented to the Lord, you will be cut off from the community. Mm. If you touch anything that is unclean, whether it is human defilement or an unclean animal or any other unclean, detestable thing, and then eat meat from a peace offering presented to the Lord, you will be cut off from the community. Yeah. Then the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. You must never eat fat, whether from cattle, sheep, or goats. The fat of an animal found dead or turned to pieces by wild animals must never be eaten, though it may be used for another purpose. Anyone who eats fat from an animal presented as a special gift to the Lord will be cut off from the community. No matter where you live, you must never consume the blood of any bird or animal. Anyone who consumes blood will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you present a peace offering to the Lord, bring it, bring part of it as a gift to the Lord. Present it to the Lord with your own hands as a special gift to the Lord. Bring the fat of the animal together with the breast and lift up the breast as a special offering to the Lord. Then the priest will burn the fat on the altar, but the breast will belong to Aaron and his descendants. Give the right thigh of your peace offering to the priest as a gift. The right thigh must always be given to the priest who offers the blood and the fat of the peace offering. For I have reserved the breast of the special offering and the right thigh of the sacred offering for the priests. It is a permanent right of Aaron and his descendants to share in the peace offerings brought by the people of Israel. This is their rightful share. The special gifts presented to the Lord have been reserved for Aaron and his descendants from the time they were set apart to serve the Lord as priests. On the day they were anointed, the Lord commanded the Israelites to give these portions to the priests as their permanent share from generation to generation. These are the instructions for the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering, as well as the ordination offering and the peace offering. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses on Mount Sinai when he commanded the Israelites to present their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. Hmm. A lot of gifts. Special appearance from my favorite character of Leviticus. Mm-hmm. The long lobe of the liver. Yeah. Guest appearance today. Hi. Yeah. Well, Pam, we answer two questions here. Yeah. As you well know. The two questions are, what is this telling us about God? Yeah. What is this telling us about us? And then we try to figure out, okay, so what do we do with all that? How should we live? So, Chip, my question for you today what is this telling us about God? You thought it was going to change it up. You thought it was going to be different. I well, didn't. It wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I knew better than that. Yeah, I never changed it up. <laughs> um, God, here's, here's the takeaway I had today. Um, God requires offerings to be holy, mm. um, clean, you know, set apart, sacred. He requires offerings to be holy because he's a holy God. Anything not holy or tainted or unclean not going to work you know and he has a specific way so he requires our offerings their offerings our offerings to be holy set apart clean Mm -hmm. right true because we could offer things to him that are not Mm -hmm. yeah what this tells me about us and you can see it like it's very easy to become ceremonially unclean but look past that the whole purpose of these sacrifices is that these people are sinful and unclean. Yeah. And so what I would say this says about us is our natural state is that we are unclean mm. and we need to be cleansed. We do. And so if you put that together, we are naturally unclean. And if you've taken on the righteousness of Christ, yeah. Christ, you are eternally clean. 
Yeah. And yet, we can still muddy ourselves up yeah. and we can get dirty even mm-hmm. as believers in Jesus. Now, we will never be unclean and cut off from the community to, to borrow, like to make an equation here. But the reality is like you can be a Christian and still live an unclean life. Mm. You just have a dead faith. Yeah. Um, so God, so our natural state, sorry, our natural state is that we are unclean people. Yeah. Even after we accept Christ, we often go back to that. It's called the sin nature. We often go back to that sinfulness, to that uncleanness. And yet God requires a clean sacrifice. Mm. So what do we do with that, Chip? Right on the spot. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the first thought I have is just, and we've said this before, is evaluate your life. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how am I living? You know, am, am I, is, you know, my practice living up to my position? Am I, do I have things that aren't, aren't so clean or right or holy? Not to get me there, but because I'm going there and I want to be right with the Lord because that's what he requires mm-hmm. of me. That's what he deserves from me because mm-hmm. that's who he is. And so I want to give him my best and so just looking at areas of my life so me personally is like what do i what do i read what do i watch mm-hmm. what do i listen to um how do i spend his money mm-hmm. how do i you know treat uh my my kids my, my wife you know just kind of looking at those things you know even last night you know you know i was i was saying the right thing one of my kids but the wrong way mm. and so i had to you know search myself on that one and mm. we ended good but it's just you know and that's because it's not just for her or for me it's it's an offering to the lord how i treat my kids is an offering you know how i offer my life up to him so that's probably a long answer but no i think it's good though and i think so as i'm listening to you the value of the book of leviticus as Christians, we like to say that it doesn't have much application to us today. And yet, Paul says, all scripture is God-breathed and profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness, right? So, there is value to this book. I think the most important thing about it is it really shows us what a priestly ministry looks like. And so, we understand Christ's ministry as priest. We understand our ministry as priests, Right, So I think that's the most important thing. And then I think the laws and the requirements tell us a lot about God. I think that's the second most important thing. But I think the third most important thing that I really take away that connects to the human or to the Christian now, today, in 2023 or whatever year you're listening to this, the the big connection for me is these sacrifices have very high standards. Like Chip said, God requires a clean sacrifice and... The, the standard of worship is very high. The expectation that these sacrifices are going to meet these standards is there. And if they don't, they don't count. Literally. He said, if you yeah. break this, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. And there, we're only required one thing to sacrifice in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. We're only required to sacrifice one thing yeah. according to the New Testament. <laughs> it just happens to be everything. Yeah. Present yourself. As a living sacrifice. And so if we don't present a clean sacrifice, then God won't be honored by it. You know, if if you think that presenting yourself as a sacrifice means taking an hour and a half out of your week to go to church, but then the rest of the week, no one would ever know you were a believer. You have not presented a clean sacrifice. All you've done is check the box. And God's not interested in that. No. So I think, Yeah. yeah, we are naturally unclean. 
Mm-hmm. God wants a clean sacrifice. The yep. first step, accept Jesus mm-hmm. into your life as your Lord and your Savior. Take on his righteousness in the eyes of God. And then strive to live out that righteousness. Live out your salvation yeah. by producing fruit through your, through your actions hmm. as acts of worship and sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. That's good stuff. That hey, good thank stuff. you guys for joining us today. Hope you have a great day today. Hope it's an amazing day today. I honestly, I hope everyone has a great day. But Pam, I hope you have a better day than all of us. I hope so. Yeah, and happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. I think that needs to be the part of every shout out. Happy birthday? Happy birthday? Yeah, Yeah, sure. Because we're not going to shout them out on their birthday. We're never going to do that. Well. We're going to forget or we're not going to know or whatever. Yeah. But Unless it's a fluke. Yeah, which it could be. Could be. So happy birthday, Pam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a great day. (laughs) Celebrate. Wow. All right, Eric. Well, you got to go. I got to go. I really don't. I'm good, but uh, I'll, I'm going to stop the recording anyway. It's a good idea. Yeah, bye.